As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Like being generous without um, expecting a gift. Giving something to someone without expecting something back. I'm going to volunteer every month as a family. Walk a neighbor's dog. I hold in the door for my whole class and then a couple other people, I think. We're generous because God loves us. I can't wait to be generous. We serve a limitless God. We serve a limitless God. We serve a limitless God. Isn't it awesome to see how our kids and our students are forging ahead in this journey? Come on, let's give it up for them. They're taking the lead and they're modeling what it looks like for us to be generous, just like they gave their commitment cards last week. We're going to get an opportunity to do that at the end of the service. I want to begin with this. When I was in college... I didn't think I could change. And the reason I didn't think I could change because I was trying to change some things about me that that I couldn't. And if you knew what those things are or were, you'd be hesitant to wonder, what is he doing up here now? And and I, I had PMA, positive mental attitude, that, man, I can get through these things and change myself. But deep down inside, I wake up and it's the same old run. And it's Thursday. I'm doing the same old thing. I I, I didn't believe someone could change because I knew I couldn't change. But I believe people can change now. I believe that change is possible from The couple who restored their marriage after, I mean, filing for divorce and man, they're rocking it now to the woman who just celebrated seven years of sobriety. Can we praise God for change (laughs) to the man who was in prison behind the walls and got outside the walls? And is going back inside the walls to give hope of change to everyone in there. Change is possible. (laughs) To the man or woman, even watching online or here with us. And 
man, I wasn't very generous with my time or my talents or my treasure or my testimony, but I'm generous now. I want to talk with you about how we change. That's the bullseye of the message. How is it that we can experience lasting change? Hey, grab your limitless guide and do this. Turn to page 62, and the title of the message is simply Limitless Faith Transforms. And we are looking at a monumental passage of Scripture. And this is monumental because it reveals to us who Jesus is and what he came to do to bring the change that God wants in each of us. Boy, I thought that was going to get something here. The passage in front of us is a sneak preview of the change that God wants to bring to us as he changes us from the inside out. That's the change. And so I want to give you what I'm calling three secrets. These are secrets to spiritual transformation. Take a look with me at what it says in verse 2 in your Limitless Guides on page 62. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. And he led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Underline that. We're going to come back to that. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking to Jesus. And look what happens in verse 5. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, It's good that we're all here. Let's make three tents. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. For he, Jesus, did not know what to say, for they were terrified. I think all of them were. And a cloud overshadowed them. And a voice came out of that cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man, that's him, Jesus had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead might mean. Father in heaven, I thank you for the change that is possible as a result of what we learn in this passage, that you've changed men and women that are here in this place, and that you've changed people that are watching online, and that you desire to see more change in our life through the secrets that this text reveals. Help us, Lord. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I pray for us as we respond to the change that you want to bring to us and to others at the end of this message. If you agree with that prayer, simply say amen. Amen. First secret to what we're calling spiritual transformation. This is the change that God wants to bring. I'm not saying today that you can't change something about yourself, please. That's not what I'm saying. There's many men and women outside the church, outside of the power that we're talking about that have changed. But this is the change God wants. This is the eternal change. That's the difference. And it's only accessible and available spiritual transformation through Jesus. That's it. He's the one that brings the change. Now, he takes his three, the inner circle, the guys he spent the most time with, up the mountain. And he's like, guys, I want you to see something i.e. sneak peek, sneak preview of what's going to happen for eternity. And and so what happens is that he's transfigured before them. And so if we double-click on that word transfigured, in the original language, the Greek, it actually gives us 
our English word metamorphosis. And it literally means to be changed from one form to another form. I mean, it's a monumental change. And it's what happens, I don't know, how about this, inside the cocoon when a caterpillar changes into a butterfly. It's what happened in the grave when Jesus went from death to life. And that's the change. And so God wants them to see the change in Jesus that is going to be available to them as a result of limitless faith. God wants to produce change. I'm not the same person that I was when I was in college. I'm not the same person that I was in my 30s. I'm not the same person that I was in my 40s. I hope not to be the same person that I am in my 50s. Just kidding. I'm kind of there. But I've changed. And so this is about the transfiguration. You say, well, how does that work? Well, the transfiguration is the secret to the change that God wants to bring in your life. And so theologians tell us, and we've done this before, but but I think it's a helpful illustration. Spiritual transformation or salvation, anytime you see it in the Bible, it can be, res- do you know, anybody know what these are? This is called a file folder. We don't use these anymore. And so this is a file folder. It used to go in a cabinet. What's that? Stop it. <laughs> now they just show it to you on your phone. But within the salvation folder, it's so important as you read the Bible, there's three file folders in it. One of them says justification. Just as if I never sinned. This is the folder that is really big. It holds all your sins. It's past. And the sins that are forgiven are past, present, and future. And then there's another file folder that says sanctification. And this is about the present. And this is the spiritual transformation that God wants to bring to your life today. He wants to make you more like his son Jesus, man. He wants you to what? Experience change, lasting change. He wants you to change in character and conduct. He wants us to be more generous with our time, talent, and treasure. He wants us to be more loving to the people that maybe don't even deserve it. He wants us to be more forgiving to the men and women who have hurt us but how can we withhold the forgiveness when God has forgiven us? This is sanctification. How important is this one? Well, the Bible says, without sanctification, no one will see the Lord. So you tell me, how important is this? Well, I don't think this is important. I think you may have a problem. God wants to grow you. It's not about an insurance plan, but the insurance plan is great because the next file folder in the salvation box is Um, glorification. It's supposed to say that. (laughs) Glorification is what we're seeing here in the passage. And glorification is what happened to Jesus. But hint, 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 secret, 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 that's what's going to happen to you and me for eternity. If If you embrace this limitless faith that Jesus went to the cross, that he died for you, that, that what do we have to look forward to? We have to look forward to the fact that, man, no more aches, no more pains. Anybody with me? 
Hey, you know what? They say I'm going to need another hip replacement. I say no way. I don't need another hip replacement because I'm going to get glorified. For some of us, no more Botox. They're starting so early these days. What is wrong with our world? In their 20s, you're getting Botox. Come on. No more tummy tucks. Sorry. Not a, it's glorified bodies, man. And, and the great thing about this is, is that this folder, this one that, that says justification, this one that is so big and holds all your sins. And spiritual transformation, it's as far as the east is from the west. That's what we're talking about. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for a whole lot of other people. Second secret. We'll put it up on the board. Spiritual transformation is achievable and abundant. Love that. It's abundant, man. What I'm telling you, it's abundant only through Jesus. Now, we can debate all we want, and I love doing it. I'm texting my old college friends even these days, and we get into this debate about the greatest of all time. And we debate like little infants, I'm telling you. And who is the best basketball player of the time? And I got to tell them, because I'm in Chicago, that it's the GOAT is Michael Jordan. I thought I'd get a little bit more response. It ain't LeBron James. And then we're talking about football, and we're talking about the quarterback, and who's the GOAT, and the greatest of all time. And, and then somebody will say, um, Joe Montana, and then, oh, no, it's Tom Brady. I, I don't even want to get into this. He, he thinks he's glorified. He's not. But when it comes to the GOAT of all GOATs, are you seeing where I'm going? When it talks about the GOAT of all GOATs, it's Jesus, spiritually speaking. And so Peter, he looks around. He's about to learn this lesson. And he sees Moses, who is arguably, text my friend, he's the greatest leader in the Old Testament. No question. I mean, he led the people out of Israel. Elijah, he's mentioned at the end of this chapter. Why? Because in Elijah, I didn't read it, but Elijah will come, an Elijah-like. And other versions in Matthew tell us that, or they add that it was actually the Elijah-like was actually Moses, or excuse me, it was actually John the Baptist, and so he already came. And, and so Peter's looking at these three guys, and, and what happens next is, let's put the verses on, and he says, Rabbi, it's good that we have three tents. And get ready for the lightning to strike. And what comes next, let's put the next slide up, is I love this, Jesus didn't say a word, man, he was speechless. And then what happens to the two other guys? Moses and Elijah knew enough to what? They knew that Jesus was the goat of all goats, or shall I say lamb of all lambs? That he paid the price so that we could one day be all together, even with them. And then God says, you know, it's like the earth shakes. That's how I imagine. And God says, this is my beloved son. And by beloved, it's a term of endearment. And, and, and think, he's, he's saying, never going to be anyone like Jesus. And then son. Hey, apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Peter, James, and John. 
This is the second person of the Trinity. This is me in human flesh. That's who you're seeing. Sneak preview. I mean, this is on, who agrees this is an unbelievable passage? It's incredible. But the end of the verse is the best part. And suddenly, looking around, they, three guys who didn't get it, several of us, they no longer sent in with them, but you tell me. Jesus only. Now, I said, man, I love that because if I was going to pick two words to describe what High Point Church is all about, it's Jesus only. If I was just to pick two words to put on my gravestone, Jesus only. If I wanted you to describe me to someone else and what we're about and what this is about and you meet somebody from High Point over at the health club or over at that restaurant or what's going on at that church in all those locations, Jesus only. Hey, um, you know, I'm just, I've been reading through and can you just remind me, why is it that we planted those two locations, I think in Hinsdale and St. Charles and I know we want to do all this Spanish stuff can someone help remind? Jesus only. Hey, hey, why are we messing around in St. Vincent and helping this guy get into a building because they don't have space adequate? Jesus only. Hey, why do we want to double down on the ministry right here with our kids and our students and our young adults? And why do we want to do that? Can you tell me? Jesus only. That's it. Hey, why do we send our beloved, one of our members of our staff, Alex Shadon, why do we send him over to Romania? Like, what's he doing out there? I mean, well, Jesus only. Because we didn't realize when this thing started, you know, we have three churches that we work with that are in our network that are on the border of Ukraine. I mean, is this unbelievable? And, and Alex is there right now helping them to get refugees where we can provide support and help. Why is he doing this? Why do we want to see other people? I was in uh, at North Aurora a couple weeks ago preaching and another guy stood up and he's from the Ukraine. He's like, can I go? And he's going this week to join him. We're looking for qualified people. This isn't the mission trip. Hey, I just want to kind of hang out. <laughs> Alex is half Ukraine and half Russian. He can speak both. I mean, this is unbelievable. So uh, no further ado. This is what he sent me last week and it's really exciting. Take a look. Finally, after several hours on the border, we are coming to Ukraine. Look at this place. Thank you, Jesus. And Serene, a fearless driver. Hello. Letting us go in. And there's a long line of the cars coming from Ukraine to Romania. Praise God that we were able to come with humanitarian aid to Ukraine and the brothers from Ivano-Frankivsk and Kiev already are waiting for us. In a few minutes we will unload all the loads what we have in our two trucks. Praise God. Is that awesome? 
third secret to what we're calling spiritual transformation, which is to remind you the change that God wants to bring to you and me, the eternal change that starts today. And we don't want to hoard it to ourselves. We want to spread it. It's not only abundant, but spiritual transformation is accelerated. There's no other way to get the ball rolling. It's accomplished only by Jesus. Get ready. Because the guys don't get it yet. Jesus knows it. We know it. We've been following them as we walk them through this study. But they will. Just like some of us don't get it yet. Completely. The full transformation that God wants to bring to your life. And you're, you're believing things that aren't true. We've been praying these limitless prayers. Can I get an amen? That man, God could do more than we think he can. Because he's limitless. And so they come down the mountain and Jesus says to them... Hey, Hey guys, you know, he charged them, don't tell anybody until the son of man, that's me, has risen from the dead. So, so, so hence the secret language. Keep a lid on this. And, and then they're like questioning, what does this even mean? This rising from the dead. Okay, if you've missed anything, it's time to tune in. Most important thing I'm going to say. It's all about the resurrection. The spiritual transformation that you want to experience in your life the change that your heart desires that you, you want and you're afraid to tell everybody else because you know those things about yourself that you don't desire. It's about the resurrection. The resurrection gives us the power to change. That's what Jesus is saying. That's the clue. That's why the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, without the resurrection, we're just a bunch of liars. That's what he said, not me. He says we're misrepresenting the truth. He says without the resurrection, we Christians, our faith is in vain. That's how important it is. He says without the resurrection, man, I'm telling you, you, you guys, me, we're just to be pitied. Say it's all about the resurrection. It, it is. That's the power. And that's what the transfiguration is revealing, that you can be risen out of the grave to achieve something that you cannot do on your own for yourself and for others. Well, did it really happen? I know there's some people who legitimately may be thinking that. Let me help you. I'm actually going to show you a picture of Jody and I. This is us standing outside the tomb. We are in Israel. And just if, if anybody's got any questions, we actually looked in, and he's not there. <laughs> he, he ain't there. So I went all the way over there for you and for everyone. You online, I went there to look, and can we praise the Lord? He is risen. I love what C.T. Studd says. I just like saying his name. He was a cricketer, athlete turned pastor. And this encompasses my heart and where we want to go over the next 24 months as a church. Some wish to live within the sound of the church and chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Hey, some are wishing for this, not me. Next one is this, that what? Christ's call is to save the lost, not the stiff-necked. 
He came not to call scoffers, but sinners to repentance, not to build and furnish comfortable chapels and churches and cathedrals at home in which to rock Christian professors to sleep by means of clever essays, stereotype prayers, or artistic musical musical performances. But no, he came to capture men from the devil's clutches and the very jaws of hell. This can be accomplished only by a red-hot, unconventional, unfettered devotion in the power of the Holy Spirit to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing. Some of you came to Advanced Commitment Night. We were all invited. It was a little over a week ago. And it was awesome because people have already stepped forward in this limitless journey. And this is some of the heart of what they're said about this. I want to play this for you and then we're going to take a moment to respond. But take a look at the screen with me. It's been a good journey. This opportunity that we've had sharing the vision of what God would have for us in these next two years. King David He's believing in this limitless God, and he's saying, this is how I'm going to do to build the temple. Then he rallies the leaders. So the amount from David and the amount from everyone else, 46,000 tons of silver and gold and precious metal. It wasn't how much they gave that was so important. It was how they gave. It says they gave with their whole heart. The picture is two words, that they're free, and willing. We know the question is like, what is this limitless yeah. campaign? What does it mean to us? God is the provider and he's going to provide and he's going to make a way. To live really a life of generosity. It starts within us. It starts with the change in our heart. I really resonated when Pastor Ron said, God gave us a new heart. Ezekiel chapter 34 says that your heart of stone has been replashed by a heart of flesh that beats for God. The truth of the matter is, for each of us, we've been given a new heart. Jesus truly is more desirable than, more than money, and Mm -hmm. more he will satisfy. What this campaign means to me is trust, full trust. It's stepping out in faith and taking that next step in my my walk with, with Jesus Christ. Five years ago, I lost my job. It's been a struggle. I'm losing something that I love. When we went through the job loss, it was hard, but that's when God opened Matt's heart, and together we started giving to the church. My number was double what we had been giving, and he came back to me, and his number was double what my number was. For us just to trust the Lord with the next steps has just been huge. It's been a good opportunity for us being a part of building God's kingdom. We just see like all the great work that he's doing. And so it's been a really cool way to kind of take a step of faith and, and be a part of that. If you got saved or baptized here at High Point, just shine your light. If you, someone in your family got saved or baptized, shine the light. Isn't that awesome? Just keep the lights up. If your marriage was restored or enriched here, and shine the light. If you've experienced freedom from an addiction or hope for the future, shine the light now. If you've served in a ministry here and you've been blessed by helping others believe, belong, and become, shine the light. We're just a mission, man. And we're joining with other people on what God's doing to spread his gospel.
These are the secrets. And the truth of the matter is this. I don't want you to keep them a secret. These guys didn't. No, they didn't in the text. And neither did the people you just heard from. Is we want to share the reality of the resurrection that brings life change to all. Six weeks ago, um, we started this series, and I, I remember, and I don't know if you, you remember it like this, but I, 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 we had the books, and we're all excited about the books, and, and we passed them out, and oh man, look at this, and then, and then there was this card in there, and I'm like kind of, oh, don't, don't look at the card yet, put, put it aside, and, and put this card in a place where, a good place where you can begin praying about it, because that's, God's going to move, and before he does something through us, he's got to do something in us. And so Jody, I said in the service, I said, put it on your bedside table. Anybody remember that? And so Jody put it on hers, and then she put another one on mine. And we've been wrestling and praying. And so literally, guys, this is the best part of the whole thing right now. This is the best part of the whole service. I know as we wrestled and prayed on how we would respond, we've been through some of this before. I've taught you guys on this and... You know, how we went from tippers when we first became Christians and, you know, oh, you know, hey, we'll just give 20 bucks here and put it in the plate. And, and then we graduated to tithers and that was a big step. And, and then it became about, you know what, man, I can't, I can't outgive God. We just heard a story of someone that we know really close to us and they just, they, they just learned that truth. You can't outgive a man. Can we praise God that you cannot outgive God for who he is and what he does? And, and then, then we, we've taken steps, and we've been in this for a while, that we took all these steps to become, we would call ourselves trustees, tippers, to tither, to trustees. And, and we just recognize, man, everything we got, it, it's from him. From the clothes on your back to your kids, to the house that you're living in, to the job. Can we praise him for his goodness and his faithfulness? And so we began praying over this thing about how we would respond. And, and Jody had a number, and I had a number, and we went back and forth literally three times. Because in the past, we've, I mean, getting in this building, honestly, we got in this building when we went through this initiative to get in here, like we gave, we had some money set aside for a, um, a, a, an addition, a little uh, sunroom kind of deal, three-season room, and we're like, nah, we're giving it to the church. Never missed that sunroom. And then... We did another initiative, and, and my parents had some property in um, Concord, Ohio, and they had five acres. That was the place they wanted to build their dream home, but they died, and, and so they never built that home, and so we inherited this, and we're just like, we gave the proceeds to the church for what was next. And so as we, we were you know, praying over this thing, you know, Jody came up with a number. I came up with another number. I'm wrestling. We're, we're talking, and, and, and it wasn't quite the same. And so she gave me that look. You know that look I'm talking about? That look of, come on now. And, and so again, we went back and forth three times. And I got up, um, I don't know, it was a week or so ago, and, and Jody literally had the card from the bedside table. She's looking at the card in bed. I get up. Oh, no. And she says, um, she says I think we should do this. And, and we both, I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I don't know about you, but we've learned that, you know, when you're between two numbers, we always round up when it comes to faith. Can I get amen? amen? 
We always round up, man, because God does. And so I want to ask you to respond now. And so if you could grab your limitless card, for those who came to one of the advanced commitment services, we're going to ask you to respond also. You have already given a response, but again, I've heard some stories where maybe you're going to take another step of faith today. But I just want to go over this with you briefly, and we're going to have some time in the service right now to just allow the Lord to speak, and then Pastor Craig is going to tell us what to do with the card. So let me just go through the, and I'll make this quick. I, I know many have seen this. Uh, it's the right side of it. And it's really, there's all kinds of numbers here, but all the ones that we're really interested in that you need to provide is the green middle box. That's the two-year limitless commitment. And then we'd love to have the information below. But let me walk through the top portion because the first box is what you would normally give to High Point Church. And that includes all the giving. And can we, you know, some might say, well, that that box is empty. And can we celebrate that some people are going to begin giving to High Point Church as a result of this initiative? Can we please, God? I mean, they're going to have a number in there because there wasn't a number before. That's awesome. And for those online, there's an online version of this that you can access right now to make your commitment by the end of our time today. And then the second box is the expanded giving. So that's the one Jody and I have been wrestling with and praying. And I know so many stories about, hey, how can we show that God is first and best? How can we show that God is not only first in order, but priority? And and so that's the big step of faith. And you're trusting God for something coming. And you don't even know. I I don't even know how this is coming. But I'm trusting he's going to do something that I can't. And, and then you can see these next two boxes are just, those are, you just total them up. It's a two-year initiative, so you can see that. But then this, this box here, the last box in the light green is really important. That's the stored resources box. And so for some today, for some of us, I just told you about our property that we gave, and like this box has a number in it, because this could be some stock, this could be some Bitcoin, Come on, that went up. This could be some sale of some property. I remember when we came into this facility. I mean, I'll never forget, man. Somebody gave us the keys to their home, a second home, so that we could achieve the things, the dreams that God had placed on our heart. And so this is a big thing. For some at this stage and at this age, that could be the biggest number on the car. That, that that's... God doesn't only want us to give with what we expect to earn in the next two years. He wants us to look at what we have and entrust that to him. And so you can see you put that total number there and the back is just the gift card uh, chart. And I like to just think about this. We've been studying through the gospel of Mark. I just like to think this as the multiplying of the loaves. Because this is how you see that a church our size where something like this could happen is as we studied the feeding of the 4,000, the 5,000, and Jesus put the bread up and the fish and he literally broke the loaf and it fed everyone. And 
I firmly believe with all my heart that God is breaking us to be more and more like him. And he's growing us in generosity. He's doing something in us because he wants to do something through us. And and so we're going to ask you to fill out the card now. Now some, you've come in with the card already filled out. That's good. It's okay. We're so thankful to you. Use this time now to confirm that that's what God wants you to do. Some came in and you have a number like I did and you're wrestling and between a safe choice and a courageous choice and, and, and use this time to hear from the Lord and to respond by faith, limitless faith in what he wants you to do. For some, you just came in or you're watching online you're just like, I, I didn't even, I, I didn't really, I don't know what I was gonna do. And kind of this time, it's kind of snuck up on me here. Hey, if that's you, use this time to let God speak to you. Make a commitment. Our desire is to see every single person take a step of faith, all of us together, because God wants to move, because God showed himself strong, because it's only through Jesus as we want to expand the borders of our faith individually, as we become sanctified, and for others. In a moment, Pastor Craig's going to come up, and he's going to tell us what to do with the card. Father, we look to you. We love you. I pray for your Holy Spirit, which is only made available to us through the resurrection power, that the Holy Spirit would be invited into this place, And as he resides in individual hearts, let him speak, let him comfort, let him assure. Father, we love you. We want to do your will, your way. That's my heart's desire and ours too, in Jesus' name.